Welcome to Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. This talk show addresses strategies for thinking in today's complex aviation world. Now, here's Ben Coleman, President of Aerospace Management System Institute, Board Member of Professional Aerospace Maintenance Association and National Aviation Safety Foundation. He's the anchor host for Plane Time Stressing Aviation Maintenance. He has over 3,000 hours of flight time around the world and is today's host. Hello everyone, I'm Ben Coleman, your anchor host here for the Florida Aviation Network, coming to you live and in the clear from the, actually, we're in the Central Florida Aerospace Academy. I'm going to tell you, we're the, uh, the expo, the International Expo and Convention here at the Lakeland. But I tell you, there's so much going on, and I want to make sure that we are, are uh, all on the same page. There's a schedule that's on our website of these programs, and whenever you see a W underneath uh, the program number, that indicates that it's available for WINGS credit. So always make sure you stay on until you get down to the bottom of the program at the end, and you'll see a code. You need to put that code in to get your WINGS credit. So for some people that don't fly, that don't rely on the wings credit for their uh, flight review, <clears throat> doesn't mean a thing to you. That's okay. It should, because you need to get your pilot license, and every two years, you need to get that biannual flight, what used to be called a biannual. Now it's just a flight review. Today, we have, uh, if you've noticed that I have been the host here for quite a while, we have extra hosts. <clears throat> We're gaining hosts. I, I think they're getting ready to put me out to pasture. And that's fine for me because uh, there's a lot of grass to chew on out there. But we have a person here, and I thought it was just ideal, perfect, because her last name is Coleman. Tweet Coleman. Tweet, welcome to the set here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. You're my brother, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we're twins, actually. That's it. <laughs> as we, well, I guess... I guess we could be that near around there. I won't go there. Uh, tweet, the reason that I would look forward to this session with you is to both introduce you to the, the crowd and our volunteers. Mm -hmm. got, we got Jack, Ryan, and Mark on the cameras here. And we are uh, we, we're an amateur group that try to perform like professionals. Mm -hmm. And they do an excellent job. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing better and better all the time. Great. Field work, uh, we're going to get you out in the field using this little gadget here. Great. And uh, it, once we record something, it's actually it's down for per perpetuity. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that film degraded back in the old days. And if you didn't have uh, the right good high-quality film, your movies would disintegrate. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. <laughs> but And digits, what I understand, even digits dis deteriorate and decay a little bit mm -hmm. when they put stuff on the... on the. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I thought once you digitize something, mm -hmm. it was that way forever. Mm -hmm. But evidently, there's new ways to enhance that. And uh, I, that's a long-winded way of going around what we do and why we do it. Uh -huh. And it's for ed education. Tell us a little bit about how important it is for you and your background and career for aviation education. Well, first, thanks for having me, Ben. Uh, 
we go way back, right? We do. We do. We were all FAAers, as we say, together a couple of decades ago. And mm -hmm. so we didn't work in the same office, but I heard a lot about Ben Coleman, my brother. So uh, it took me a while before I finally met you. And I thought, wow, that's great. Good, good. Yeah, it really wasn't all you was talked up to be. I wasn't impressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, um, my whole career, uh, adult career, let us say, was uh, with aviation in one form or another. Um, I grew up in Ohio and Buckeye State. Any Buckeyes out there? Hello. <laughs> I grew up in Ohio, and I think m my friends say I was about eight or nine years old, and I lived in a neighborhood that was all boys. And so naturally then I went out and did what the boys did. I played uh, baseball and so on. But I remember looking up in the sky and looking at this gray tube up there and saying, well, what is that? And they told me, well, it was a DC-3, and it was flying from the Akron-Canton Airport to Cleveland. You know, that was probably mm. all of about 20 minutes, right? The corridor, uh, yeah. Pardon me? The corridor there. Yeah, the parks. corridor there. <laughs> and I said, you know, uh, that's what I want to be. I want to be a pilot when I grow up. And all the boys said, oh, get out of here. You can't do that. You know, the coaches said, you can be a flight attendant, but you couldn't be a pilot. And I said, <laughs> I think a flight attendant, I might be too hard. You have to work with the passengers all the time. I'd like to fly the airplane. So that's how I got my first uh, interest peak because mm -hmm. um, I know you talked to some people previously. I didn't have any relatives or I didn't have any mentors, but just intuitively, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And you asked me earlier, how did I get the name Tweet? Well, actually, I was born Teresa. Mm -hmm. Okay, Teresa. I never felt like a Teresa. I, I, the name just didn't wasn't in sync with who I was. But when I was um, playing baseball, looking up there, my friends nicknamed me Tweet, Tweety Bird, and somehow that just really mm -hmm. felt good. And so when I was 18 years old in Ohio, I a little town, Louisville, Ohio, I took my $50 to the local attorney, and I said, I'd like to change my name from Teresa to Tweet. And he said, well, what do your parents think? And I said, well, I didn't tell them, but I was 18, right? Hmm. So I changed my name legally when I was 18 to Tweet. And so that's the rest of the story, if you will. Excellent. See, I had no clue. I know. <laughs> but uh, have a middle name? Well, I kept Teresa. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's a thing. When I went yeah. home and told my mother, I said, I just kind of shift the position of Teresa. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, uh, yeah. Fl Flying-wise, Tweet, tell me, <laughs> you're, uh, I know you have thousands of hours, right. flown a lot of different types of equipment, and for uh, for some of the folks that view this, uh, the, all they see is this uh, attractive woman, and how could she have that much flight time? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, Ben, that you should say that. Uh, when I was 18, uh, I, I was thinking about what should I do in life, and my mother didn't really want me to go into any part of aviation, and she said, well, why don't you be a nurse? You know, and back then, females were nurses and teachers. That's kind of our track, Right. And I said, okay. And she said, you know, I wanted to be a nurse. I couldn't be. So if you would be a nurse, that would be great. And so I said, sure, sure, I'll do that. So I was a nurse. I worked at the Cleveland Clinic as an operating room nurse. And then a little later, I worked at Mayo Brothers in Rochester, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go one of the best places for medicine. And they said, well, Mayo Brothers is top, top notch. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, okay. So I went in uh, and as an operating room nurse. But all the time I kept thinking about, you know, being a pilot and flying. So then my mother passed on and father and so on. So uh, we were living in Puerto Rico at the time. I was married and had kids living in Puerto Rico, and they had a little flying club there. Mm. So that's basically where I started my flying there in Puerto Rico mm. in the 70s. Interesting. I yeah. tell you, the uh, in Tweet, I've noticed an air about you of confidence. Mm. <laughs> and that confidence, it's sometimes misconstrued, at least it has been for me, because I've been somewhat confident in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. He, he he just flew because he was it was fun. He mm-hmm. started when he was young, but uh, he was very confident. And so I, I, I don't know any different. Mm-hmm. And some people would like to think, well, that's awful cocky. You sure mm-hmm. are cocky. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between cocky and confidence? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just know you're comfortable in your skin, and that's mm-hmm. what I appreciate mm-hmm. about you mm-hmm. personally. Right, well, and uh, and it's just so refreshing that the and you're very very much into women's organizations. Yes, yes, and, and I, that's so important, mm-hmm. so important. This has been a male dominated industry for so long. Right, right. and you know, women they can't fly. Right, well, right. come on now. No, I, women actually make better pilots and mechanics mm-hmm. than most mm-hmm. guys I know. Right. I like to see more and more women yeah. go into mechanics. You're right. That, that's really that's really great. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons whenever I did become a pilot, I wanted to be a flight instructor. I wanted to be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I know after a couple hundred hours of being a flight instructor, it surprised me, actually, that some of the male, and you know how close you are in a Cessna 150 or a 152, you're elbow mm-hmm. to elbow with somebody. But it amazed me that there were so many males that were just as fearful as others flying, mm-hmm. you know. And that, you talk about confidence, that really gave me confidence mm-hmm. to think, wow, guys are just as afraid as we are in the cockpit, you mm-hmm. know. So we moved on from there. But, yeah, I think confidence and cockiness, well, that's very subjective, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it sure. depends on who's evaluating the situation and, and who's looking at the situation. Yeah. Well, I, I I try to get anybody that I find that has an interest in aviation mm-hmm. to get them to follow through with it mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and do it with confidence, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. that's a such a strong word I think, mm-hmm. particularly in this industry, mm-hmm. is to be considered a pilot command. That's a big responsibility. Right. When you stop and look at all the the volumes of regulations that we're required to be responsible for. Right. We may not know them all, but we're mm-hmm. responsible for every one of them. Or by we golly, find. we can look them up, right? You betcha. You <laughs> betcha. And, we have and those regs. <laughs> but the uh, it's going to be fun to see you uh, morph into our Florida Aviation Network family yeah. here. I'm looking and forward we to are, it. Yeah. So glad to have you. Yeah, and, and, and Obi Young, gosh, Obi and I, in our FAA days, we worked together on various projects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really good. But, uh, you know, one story I'd like to relay to you, I was very fortunate. Um, uh, my husband was in the Navy, so we were in Hawaii, and I looked up to see who, uh, who was flying in Hawaii, and it was Continental Air Micronesia mm-hmm. at the time, uh, way back in the early 80s. So I applied to Continental, 
and I was fortunate enough to get on board. And so I flew, started off as a flight engineer and flew for Continental out there. But um, And then I moved on to the 747 when we got, remember People's Airlines? Oh, yeah. yeah. Continental picked up a couple of their airplanes, the 100 and 200 747. So I, I got on with the 74 and I was uh, flying to Australia from Hawaii to Australia a lot. That was one of my uh, major routes. And I remember somebody saying, well, how is it flying to Australia? And I'll say, well, you know, the first hundred times it was pretty interesting. But then after <laughs> that, it kind of gets to be routine. Kind of monotonous. And it, it, as, as uh, in aviation, you can understand that. But this particular day, uh, we were flying back from Sydney to Honolulu, and we were walking down the um, gateway there, and there were two young gals, and uh, they were Australians, I think. And so they tapped me on the shoulder, and they said, can we talk to you about, you know, aviation? And I said, yeah. And they said, well, we would really like to be a pilot, but we, I know that there's a lot of cost involved, whether it's in America or Australia or whatever. That, you know, the cost is kind of limiting, if you will. So I went home, and I thought about that, and I talked to my husband, who was in the Navy, was a physician in the Navy, and I said, you know, what I'd really like to do is to start up a scholarship for women specifically because we're mm -hmm. underutilized um, in the aviation field. I think it was like 2 or 3% women that were flying in the airlines. And so in 1990, we started a scholarship, and I started it in partnership with the American Association of University Women. Mm. Have you heard of them, AAUW? No, I have not. Okay. AAUW is an international program, and you either have to be a college graduate or attending college to be a member. And it's basically women helping other women. So I thought it would be a really good place to start a scholarship. So we've been offering the scholarship since 1990. If you look it up, aauhonolulu.com, um, you'll see the scholarship. So the second Saturday of every month, we go back to Hawaii, and I have an aviation panel, and we in interview the top five mm -hmm. women. And you have to be at least solo before you can apply for the mm -hmm. scholarship. And you know, you know, Ben, it's a red letter day for me to, you know, see such eagerness of uh, women that want to get the scholarship and want to fly and want to continue on. Mm. So that's one of the ways of giving giving back. And and, and uh, you wrote a book. Yeah, wrote a book. Wrote a book. Um, wrote wrote a, three books actually. And this is my first book, um, "Take Your Life Off of Autopilot," and basically it's. Um, it's in 21 chapters because it takes, allegedly, 21 days to change a habit. And so, um, yeah, I wrote this book. Could I read to you one please. of my favorite quotes? Please, Not please. the whole book. Share. Why don't we share it with our audience, too? <laughs> yeah. This is one of my, um, my favorite books, and I love the book, um, Take Your Life Off of Autopilot. <clears throat> Most men live lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them. It's by Henry David Thoreau. Mm. But, you know, that is so That's true. That's profound. Yeah, that is Ooh. profound. And how many people that we know that yeah. really go to their graves with their song still in them? Yeah. And I, I find, though, people in aviation, they really love their job. Didn't you find that to be true in maintenance? And uh, very true. And the ones that didn't? Mm -hmm. usually didn't stay in it very long. Exactly. And they weren't any good at what they were trying mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So we... Move on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's achievers. 
overachievers and underachievers. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, we, we've uh, a lot of people that are just okay. I can achieve this. I can achieve that. Uh-huh. We want the overachievers. Right. We want the ones that that go that one step beyond. Mm-hmm. You obviously are an overachiever. Right. Well, again, I, I think. You know, if you love, I heard you say, if you love what you're doing, you're not really working, right? Well, you, it's not work. I've yeah. worked a day in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's so much fun to, uh-huh. to, to do that. Yeah. Tweet, there's something else that you have here, opportunities. Mm. Uh, and I know that you've mentored a lot. And you're not, mm-hmm. you, get, you shared with me your first 30, 30 to 60, 60 to 90. You're in the last phase, and you have to live to be 108? 106. 106. 106. That's my goal. Healthy 106. I'm shooting for 124 because okay. I, uh, okay. I need to be alive that long to finish all the projects that I have started. I thought uh, you were going to say place. off your mortgage or something. Oh, no, no. no mortgage. <laughs> uh, mortgage? What's that? We don't have a mortgage. Uh, we got a big hangar, but, uh, and I got a lot of projects. Yeah. Got to live 124. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, actually, I've, I've thought about this, and I think of my life as three phases. The first one to 30 years is basically going to school and learning, you know, a trade or what I'm going to do. And then from 30 to 60 is actually putting that into uh, use and, and work and so on. That's what I did in my life. And then 60 mm-hmm. on is really giving back. So, yes, I, I do believe in mentoring and giving back mm-hmm. because I know I was very fortunate to, um, to do what I did, and I had a lot of people on the way help me. And so it's mm-hmm. my way of giving back by mentoring in the high schools and, and so on. And uh, I was talking to uh, one of our principals, and uh, Mr. Shirley and I said, uh, yeah, we're in the high schools uh, with the aviation program. And he said, well, would you do me a favor? And I said, yeah. He said, I really think we should start in the grade school. He said, grades four and five, that's when, you know, they're very moldable and pliable, and we should start sowing seeds in there. And I told him about the Young Eagles program, mm-hmm. because that starts, I think, at seven years old, mm-hmm. right, for the Young Good, Eagles. Yeah. But, yeah, so whatever we can do to encourage aviation. And aviation safety, that's what we're all about here at Florida Aviation Network, mm-hmm. right? And it, it morphed from the FAA production studios. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, in our history. Uh-huh. And uh, you're about to enter into a different phase of your mentoring. Uh-huh. Uh, and as a host here for the network, you're going to be just uh, fabulous. Oh, well, good. Thank you. Thank you. And well, you as my mentor, I'm I'm looking oh, forward to it. I I I don't know how to take that. I I don't I'm I'm honored, but I'm I'm not worthy. I'm just not worthy. Well, you know, but, I think a lot of people think mentoring is like for high school or college kids, but you know, I I really even at my age think of you as as my mentor here. So. Well, the thing that I would like to share with you are all the times that I've stumped my toe, mm-hmm. and I would like. To not see you stump your toe in the same way I stump my toe. Because mm-hmm. my toes are sore. <laughs> and uh, that's the reason that if I can share something with you that I've learned. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, give you the benefit of, of, of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And we pass it on. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of little things that, that you're going to have pop up here with your guests. And uh-huh. I think you start with uh, Rochelle. I think is your uh, the next interview is Rochelle. Oh, good. And you're going to be doing Rochelle. Okay, that sounds and, good. And uh, we need to change that phrase. You're going to be interviewing Rochelle. Okay. And uh, 
let's see, we're, we have a schedule. We go to the schedule and we're live. Mm-hmm. One thing I like to share with everybody, when something goes wrong, like you, somebody dropped something, you uh-huh. heard that? Uh-huh. It's okay. We're live. It's okay. Uh-huh. Oh, that was, okay. Oh, man. Okay. That was Sierra knocking the door down. Up <laughs> but this is, this is why we call it live. Mm-hmm. And uh, things happen. Right. And, we, and such is life, right? Sure it does. Yeah. And we got to deal with it. Roll yeah. with it, and it's yeah. no big deal. Usually, mm-hmm. it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I, did, I just got the two-minute warning. Okay. So what we're going to do is try to hit it right on the hack to wind this down. <laughs> and we have probably another 90 seconds now at this point. Okay. And I, I'm getting some uh, abuse in my left ear. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, for the camera one. <laughs> camera one. Yeah, Number I one. think they got you. Take one. <laughs> Take one. There you go. Okay. And now, oh, I'll just get it again. You're not directing from that position. You're the host. You can't direct. Uh, so now we have about one minute, and I'm going to dedicate that to, uh, see, told you, uh, tweet. Uh-huh. As we wind this down, we've got 60 seconds. Leave uh-huh. me with some thoughts that uh, that we can uh, look at this moment, the first time that I interviewed you here in 2023 yeah. that you share with us. Now our, you have 45 seconds. <laughs> our historical moment here. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to join the team, and I thank you very much for all the tips that you've given me so far and that you're going to give me in the future. And uh, I look forward to uh, being a host here with the Florida Aviation Network. Thank you, Tweet. I think we're going to be right on the mark And with that, we're going to sign off on this interview. I'm Ben Coleman, your anchor host here for the Florida Aviation Network. We'll see you next interview or out on the flight line. We hope you've enjoyed today's Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. Please visit our studio website to hear past programs.